0: Raph, I thought we had an exclusivity contract with G-Tones, which we don't, means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier when you stick with your grappling allies. Don't mess with what works. I'm Kevin,
1: with me, of course. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Fine. However, let's talk about the fact that the guys from Inside BJJ did an interview with Holic. Again, this is, what? Who? Two and a half weeks after saying, oh, my God, Holik's the best. I can't believe <laughs> he put out a video that was so genius. And mm, So oh, then they put him on his girls, show. For those of you that aren't radio yes. savvy. <laughs> it's ass-kissing specifically. <laughs> um, but then they put him on their show, and it's more of the same. Like, Holik, oh, my God, will you get submitted by Gary? What do you mean? No way. Mm. Uh, anyway, I just find it in- interesting when you consider that uh, they said that we were essentially kissing Gary's ass all the time. And lo and behold, now they're finally going to get Gary on the show. So, Kev, what kind of interview do you think they're going to do? Mm, if I
0: had to guess, yep. maybe they'll bring up a question or two about the people that have always covered them astutely. Verbal tap cast. Maybe they'll ask, hey, a holic says you can't leg lock him. What yeah. do you think, Gary? And I bet Gary's like, I think I will. I think I will. Gotcha.
1: I love that that's uh, really the end all BL is, you know, Gary putting a, a note afterwards saying like, all right, guys, what do I need to do to Hollick? Do I take the bait? And then on the other side saying, or what do I finish him with? If not that. And uh, it's led to some pretty surprising uh, results there. So I don't know. Kev, how do you want to see Gary finish off Hollick? If he can, because that's a question mark that not everybody knows. Uh, barato Plata. Okay. I want to see him finish
0: it with
1: a nice... I mean, song. I really don't care. A lot of people seem to want this to be the revenge thing. Everybody I've talked to, they're like, "Are you, what do you want to see happen in this? I was like, somebody get paid. Like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, perhaps, whatever.
0: Rav's <laughs> crazy submission outcome is so it gets made. Well, you heard it, it here. We make bold predictions.
1: If, if Gary holds on to a submission until Hollick gets his wallet or something, that's fine. Wow, that would be some serious
0: theater. Hang Hollick's checkbook above the
1: mat. And I do in, enjoy that there are still these number of folks who Ref, that was a pro wrestling reference by the good way. Good job. You're welcome. I'm moderately proud. <laughs>
0: #WWEBJJ
1: year. I do also enjoy these individuals who are still defending Hollick like, "Hey, you haters need to stop hating cuz Hulk's trying all he can, okay?" <laughs> uh, Which listen, pay people,
0: what's he he's trying all he can to do what?
1: Well, they do this thing where they're like, "He's made some mistakes, okay?" <laughs> but he's just you know he's actually he's sacking up human. and he's trying to to fix them yeah which again feel however you want to feel but don't lecture me as to the appropriateness of somebody trying to do the right thing several years too late so there is that as well but you know what again we don't wish the mill but let's not pretend like the facts aren't the facts like if we just want to make up shit, then fine. You know, yeah, he's doing a good job.
0: Congrats. And if we do, you can
1: hear us on Inside BJJ for our next hot take. Absolutely. Slam dunk, Kev. Anyway, so that's the news that's going on there. It's a relatively sleepy week, which is nice because I'm just trying to get my my bearings about me after yeah. this whole World's Week. Kev, how about you? Ditto. Everybody's just tired. Everybody's can trying I? to sleep. Can I reveal something to you, uh, listeners? Um, You may not know this, but Kevin and I were talking off air and I felt like it was a betrayal of our dynamic. Kevin says, you know, hey, why don't we take a quick little break? Uh, I'm going to go work out. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, Kevin had already gone to jiu-jitsu. So to me, that's a workout. But Kevin's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go going to go lift, bro. (laughs) and I felt like I didn't know my co-host anymore.
0: Yeah, I've been hanging, I think through osmosis, out with a lot of youths at the pool, and it's just starting to hit me. Got to get swole,
1: especially while the sun's out. We just have a dynamic on this show, and it's always gone understood, never spoken. I didn't ever think it needed to be, but we don't lift bro on this podcast. (laughs)
0: That's never been a hashtag that we've used successfully. That's that's actually accurate ref i am out on the other side of an injury and i'm a new man and while you've been training free as a bird i'm behind so i'm trying to get my body back to
1: where my mind is starting to be that's a dangerous place but also but we just have an unspoken agreement i go train because i do jujitsu no you go train, and you're like "Uh uh-oh Put some plates on that. And now I'm, like, afraid that you're going to start turning into this Jersey guy. And, like, all of the things we hate. Like, if you start using fake tanner... Why would I use fake tanner when
0: I can just sit at the pool for an hour in my nice, short dunkers? Because white people, Kevin. White people 100% use fake tanner. Drinking a seltzer and laying deep. I'm definitely going to throw on like a Richard Simmons amount of tanning oil. <laughs> <Like> enough <laughs> I enough that I could slip and slide on concrete, maybe. But that has nothing to do with my crisp apple skin.
1: Allow me to ask you this question. Is my worry justified? Pretty much, yeah. Okay.
0: If I get swole in the tradition. because Here's the thing.
1: Tell me what you were lifting today.
0: Today I was doing bench press. I was doing some, like, uh, grip work, sit-ups, and then I was working stability and lifting on the uh, Bosu ball. So I'll do, like, a balance circuit on that, lifting and doing different things. Fucking traitor. (laughs) Then, uh, you know, a little 10-minute cool-down on the elliptical because it's less impact on the old kneesies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You lost me the minute you said you were doing bench press. but
0: <laughs> I have my hat on backwards. I was no, like, what? I, is that guy a member of the Chiefs? His beard certainly uh, could be. But judging by how little he's lifting, I, I know. I don't think
1: so. Most of you are in the phase of knowing Kevin in the, like, I'm just a pot smoking podcaster. What? I just <sighs> love things. But a lot of you didn't know Kevin. When he was a brage in a fraternity, <laughs> so that's what I'm slightly afraid he'll get reduced back down to. It was the gayest fraternity at K State. I'm not
0: using that <laughs> in an obligatory manner. We had statistically the most gay members. It was a very liberal fraternity. I also think that
1: people place. know
0: that that goes without saying if you're involved. Yeah, so're like, oh no, Kevin, we were yeah, no one's questioning. Your your promiscuity, Ref. Mm. You outdid yourself in a conversation that landed us Dan Miller. Yeah, that's who we're about to talk to. He has. You're going to hear a great interview because he's fought everyone, and we have a lot to talk to him about. Like as jujitsu nerds, yeah, UFC nerds, and he's honestly one of those fighters that if he showed up fighting tomorrow. People that have been watching fights for years just be like, "Oh yeah, Dan Dan Miller is going to win this fight. He's good to go because he's just got that confidence." Listen to this interview. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Am I wrong?
1: No, I'm not not wrong. Except I mean about a lot of other life choices, like lifting, um, (laughs) like getting,
0: like doing Bosu ball ski stretches while I also you know backwards hat, backwards hat, Tanner straight out of Kaufman, shirt on? Nope. Didn't. Mm -hmm. Verbal Tap fans, Raph and I have been talking about the tag-team MMA, the tag-team grappling as two sports that need to evolve. We have arguably one of the best leads of a tag team partner on the line, UFC fighter, returning to some grappling for us, Dan Miller. Dan, how are you doing this evening?
2: Good. Yeah, how are you guys?
0: We're great. We're a little nervous. So right before we were just talking about some of your submission histories and raps. like, uh, have you seen the one, rap? you phrased it with a bass root and preface.
1: Uh, I always phrase every uh, Bass Rootin' opportunity I can with, hey, you see this? This is one of the best all-time submission boom-paws I've ever seen. So what I I was trying to explain as such to Kevin, I was like, this may be the nastiest guillotine I've ever seen. And Bass Rootin' agrees with that. So, um, yeah, you know what's funny about this, uh, Dan, is uh before we had even been scheduled to do an interview with uh, one another this was starting to make the rounds again like it just appeared on my Facebook uh i yeah. think within the past 2 or 3 weeks
2: <laughs> yeah it, it does that it, it makes around every couple you know months or so or <laughs> every 6 months all of a sudden they'll show up again people are like uh, you know talking about it again
1: so uh, I, you know we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about that how did that come to be and what unfortunate unfortunate souls did you have to try that out on to know that it was a <laughs> um, I it,
2: So, the, uh, you know, just fighting in the IFL, I uh, we uh, I was fighting for, um, I was just fighting on a local circuit, and uh, we had just become a Henzo, um, Henzo race affiliate. Um, I started training under uh, a man named Jamie Cruz, and uh, he's a black pro under Henzo.
3: Yeah. And
2: uh so uh Fabio Leopoldo pulled out and uh they asked if you know if I was able to fill in for him. So that's pretty much how I got the the spot on the in the IFL at that point in time. And uh that 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 submission I don't even really know. Um we I think I pulled out of an arm bar and then uh I don't know, he was standing up and I grabbed his neck and start squeezing
0: it. <laughs> were you nervous? You had you had done real like was that did, were you aware of how deep it was while you were doing it? Cuz when you're kind of ripping a guillotine. Uh is the, what's no, your reaction I no when idea. you see the video?
2: I didn't know it was that deep. Um prior to training with Jamie, I'd started the small school and um our uh our instructor, he, you know, we were going over guillotines. He showed us a, a 10 team, guillotine, um, which is one of my, you know, one of my favorite. And uh, he, uh, it's, it's very painful. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of fits into my game. So um, I had been working on that a lot. And then we had moved schools and uh, Jim and I, had, you know, started training. It kind of just fell to the waist. I didn't use it that much. And then, uh, I don't know, it just. It, it just kind of happened. It was one of the things that just happened. I didn't like uh, plan for. it. I didn't wasn't like oh my god you know I have this guillotine I just grabbed his neck. I knew I had a guillotine and I knew if I could put, push him up against the ropes that uh, I'd be able to you know get a good squeeze. Didn't know it was that deep. I remember looking down and seeing the top of like <laughs> the top of his neck and no like no head, but it didn't really like like oh you know it wasn't like it kind of was just like it's it's deep and I have him. And then I saw a picture the next day and was like, Holy shit <laughs> you know, like, well, I didn't I did know it was that deep. Did you uh, have a moment when you just looked at it
1: and you just go, That's me? Oh. Yeah. Like, did you have one of those? I thought it was
2: like everybody else. <laughs> I was like, no way. And then uh and then, you know, I saw the video and was like, Holy crap, I didn't know it was that deep. I just knew like it was a it was a good tight beauty at the time. <laughs> I guess Did I say this because I turned over
1: like that. I uh, I have been crit- I have an obtuse head, so uh, a lot <laughs> of my training partners like to say that I have a really good guillotine defense head, um, which is a lie. <laughs> it's very nice. It's not actually true. I just tell people I'm like, if you do it right, there's no faking getting out of a guillotine. You're just in one. So I'm like, if the uh-huh. technique's right, you know, I'm goner. But because of that, I look at that and I'm I'm staring at this guy and I'm like. Man, credit to him for still sticking in it for so long. But then I just think, like, what does his next day look like? Is that man able to, like, <laughs> go and drive? Is he able to turn his shoulder to traffic? Like, I just don't know those things.
2: <laughs> I know that um, he refused medical attention at the uh, event. Like, they wanted to bring him to the hospital. And A here, smart here. choice, always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he called me out, like, two weeks later. He's looking, he wanted to fight again. No.
1: Like, oh, come on, seriously. What? <laughs> let's uh, let's not. No. <laughs> Just as a as a fight fan, I don't know that I had any questions after that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, well, Uh, that's impressive. Uh, and and this brings a larger point for me and Kevin, we're going to get to talking about, uh, you competing at pro jiu-jitsu in just a second, but we did want to start by saying, you know, it is a credit to both you and your brother, you and your brother have really unique submissions. And that's something that as grappling fans, we're always looking for. Um, did that start for you guys with your wrestling background that then transitioned to jiu-jitsu? Because we just want to know where to say thank you to that I look at, like, <laughs> uh, y'alls and Jim's stuff, and I, I try to steal as much as I can from it. But it's it's so unusual and, and tricky that uh, I just I want to know the source of it.
2: Uh, you know what? Jim and I, we were decent wrestlers, neither of us were, like, you know, phenomenal wrestlers. Um, it was just, you know, I, when I did jiu-jitsu... I wanted to learn jujitsu. It wasn't that it was like, okay, I'm going to use my wrestling to be good at jujitsu. I wanted to be good at jujitsu too. So, I mean, immediately when we walked in the place, first place we trained, um, instead of always being on top, I always sat back and I always tried to do, you know, work off my back and get better. Um, so, it was just, I think, the mentality of, okay, you know, and plus we have, our, st- our style is just attack, basically. It's yeah. just go after it. Like, I'll, a lot of times I'll lose position. Um, you know, a lot of people say like position, you know, over submission. I just go for a submission. A lot of times in the gym, I'll go for something. It's not even close, but I'll go for it anyway. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, oh well. <laughs> now, you know, now I'm in cross side or now I'm in bottom out. Uh, no big deal. Just work back out and, and get back up. Um, so it's just the way it's just the way we are. It's just just basically attack. Um, so a lot of the submissions, especially in fights, it's just off the scrambles. You know, when guys start moving, it just creates opportunities, openings.
1: So if that's and, uh, the case, it, you know, you're the older brother. Were you the first one to make the decision to go into MMA, and then he decided to be like, eh, I guess I'll follow you. No big deal.
2: No, no. Uh, <laughs> we were both uh, working with my dad. I had, uh, I didn't go to college after high school. I kind of just, uh, well, I, I, I attempted community college, which is to, to say I went to Taco Bell a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, Jim, Jim had went to, uh, yeah, he's two years actually, younger than he graduated two years after. Sorry, right,
1: I need to stop. After the, the, the failed I, I year college of... college, and uh, I still went to Taco Bell a lot, so... <laughs> yeah, I well, know. I kind of went to Taco Bell when I had classes, when I was <laughs> in class.
0: I like I you attempted. Know? It's a good <laughs> preface, yeah.
3: <laughs> so,
2: um, yeah, so it was just, you know, it didn't work out for me. So whatever. So I started working with my dad doing construction, and uh, we, uh, Jim kind of... He went to Virginia Tech and um I think he parted his parted his, his way out and uh it was like two years, year and a half into into college and came back up and we both got really fat and and uh just lazy and we were both itching to compete again. So I was like, you know, let's try this. You know, we tried jujitsu and you know, here we are. <laughs> I mean, and if that that's just kind of one of not more that of an
1: American cool. dream to get fat <laughs> and then come back and be some tough sons of bitches, I, I don't know what is.
0: And you fought a crazy amount of people. Like, I don't know the people a thousand percent understand you fought Bisping, you fought Maya, you fought Sonnen. Uh, yeah. are, who are you most surprised Bisping won the title first out of those three? Do you have an opinion? <laughs> no,
2: uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, I would assume at the time, Chael was on a pretty good tear uh, for a while, um, and he had that fight in the bag, and he just gave it up. Um, the one when he fought Anderson. Yeah. When he got triangled. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I actually go in, and you can ask a lot of people at the gym, I actually thought that this thing could win. I thought that he could. Um, I did not know that he was going to knock him out. I'm not, not going to say that. You <laughs> <laughs> call that one?
3: I fixed at
2: that, but I did think that he could outpoint him. Um, but my God, I mean, the kid stepping up on two weeks—that's amazing. Okay, it was an amazing
1: and, performance. And uh, there's a lot of people who we've heard this, and we could say because we're comedians, but. There's talk in the UFC that Michael Bisping has pillow fists, and it's a fun joke yeah. to say. And you fought the yeah. man, so can you dispel that rumor, or are you just going to remain silent?
0: And you're a good source, because you fought him <laughs> and you fought every other human being on the planet. So Correct. Like yeah. And we have other resource.
1: questions, but, like, Kevin and I... I have wouldn't never... say he has pillow fists, because
2: I will when I walked out of the ring, and the next day my face was pretty fucked up, pretty beat up. Sorry, <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> I was pretty, I was pretty black and blue. Well, there's was- another
1: question I have, which is this: is that a lot of people say after you know he has the fight with uh, Rockhold, the Kendall, they have this like whole thing backstage. Where he's talking trash. Did you experience any talking trash with Bisping when you were fighting him? And if so, none. At all. really. Yeah, so you were all. you were in the pre era of
2: him. No, I wasn't even in the pre era. It just uh, I think that uh, he didn't. I don't talk crap. I don't. I don't talk any trash. Um, and uh, he realized that going in, and, and uh, I don't know. I. He didn't say a word. To, you know, there's no trash talking, and to,
1: on the side. So that's I didn't never start anything before that. Somebody doesn't talk trash. It's just it's kind of in his nature to just already be like, oh yeah, uh, you know, oh the, you got the mill over here. He's not that good. You know, I, I beat him 15 <laughs> rounds to one. It was nothing big. You know, I walked in there. I do it again. No big deal. Yeah.
2: No. I got none. Yeah. I don't know. I Yeah didn't
1: talk any to me. So. Well, good on you. You must have some sort of uh, goodness about you. I guess the other question I have for you is, especially after looking at Paul Harris and what I think is effectively known in jiu-jitsu um, as the Paul Harris disease, where you just kind, kind of bizarrely. go into uh, yeah. a psychotic stupor where you're like, submission! I'm holding it for too long! What? <laughs> what was that experience like in fighting him? Because now he's seen as such a, I mean, he's always been a, a fighter that people have had a feeling that he's good, but he's also now gotten the context of being psychotic in that he doesn't release submissions. What was your experience like yeah. in fighting him?
2: Uh, it, was, it was a tough fight, man. It was a tough, uh, that was the first time the UFC had been down to Brazil in a long time. and mm-hmm. it, it, was, uh, it was a crazy experience. The crowd was freaking crazy. The the whole experience was crazy. We were in a a, a secret hotel, like they had a dummy hotel, and uh, it was crazy. They had security for us, um, which it was just an odd experience because you know I had fought so many times in UFC and I never had any experience like that. It was never like they were never afraid for the fighters. Then you go down to Brazil and there all of a sudden it was like. <laughs> you know, they had, they're like, do not leave the hotel. And if you leave, you have to bring security with you.
3: Wow.
2: So we had to, like, if we were going to the store, you had to bring uh, security guards with you.
0: Which um, is particularly tough for fighters to get. And <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'll punch <laughs> it, whoever it, it is. Like
2: it wasn't like, yeah, it was like, a, but then it's like, well, if the UFC is kind of weary about it, what the, Yo, should I? should I be? Yeah, what like, do they know, know? I, that I
0: don't know? <laughs> <laughs> what are they yeah, not like, telling me? <laughs> exactly.
2: What are they not telling us? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they're like, yeah, we have a, a dummy hotel. So they told us we're going to stay in one, and they brought us like 45 minutes outside of uh, Rio. So then again, you're like in this hotel that nobody's supposed to know you're in, and plus you have security. So it was a little crazy. It was a little weird. Um, it's also. it was a tough fight, man. He's a tough dude.
0: I was gonna say it's worth noting, none of the people we just mentioned finished you. Those were all decision fights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which will come into play, but how do you keep Damian Maya and Rosamel Paul Harris from uh <laughs> from finishing via submission? Where's your your submission confidence is probably sky high, I would think at this point.
2: Yeah, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable with pretty much anybody on the map. Like I've never gone against somebody like I was not scared of going in and being like you know I don't want to go to the mat with Damien, um, you know I, I train and I train with really good guys and and uh, I train very hard and I try to learn Jiu-Jitsu, and I try to you know do the best I can. Um, I, I don't I don't know I just feel I feel comfortable going to the mat um, sometimes too too comfortable <laughs> and it's probably cost me a couple fights <laughs> there going back and then. You're my face, punched in for five minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, Small price so. to pay for the gentle art, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you train um,
3: so,
2: with you a know, gi on, I, or
0: are you no-gi mostly?
2: No, I'm no-gi. Um, okay. I, more in the recent years, I've been training a little more and more um, as I've been getting older. Um, but in my beginning of my career, I didn't train... Uh, pretty much at all in the game. Um, it was all no
0: game. That makes sense. I'm just always curious because <laughs> like sometimes you hear yeah. like, "Oh yeah, every day." It's like, wait, what? And then yeah. it seems like you win because yeah. you've got the gloves and you know. Yeah,
2: well, to you me,
0: busy fighting I've had third with day. people yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
2: was like the argument I had. I was never not. I mean, I had some spells of not, you know, not fighting, but yeah. You know, in the early part of my career, I was always training for a fight. It's just the way it was. I was training for fights. And uh, I never thought that putting the gear on was going to help my MMA game. I just didn't see it. Um, so if I had time off, you know, I probably would have done it more. But, there, you know, in the, I had five fights in the first year I fought. And then I think it was like four or five the next year. So it was just one right after the other. So it was never like um, I don't know. I just never felt comfortable putting the gi on and you know and getting away from doing jujitsu for MMA because that was my job.
1: And so, I mean, if I'm speaking on behalf of the fans, I'll tell you: the more we keep you away from a gi, I guess, the better, because I feel like that's the one advantage that I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to roll gi. Because I feel the second you start to Agreed. learn gi, yeah, wholeheartedly you really, like, you have a very, what I would probably assume, maybe I'm just making something up here, a fast learning curve. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, there's a rope around
0: your it. neck now?
1: Perfect. And he will just start <laughs> tying it. Yeah. So the less you can do with that, I think the better. Um, but I, I'm so interested in this because, okay, so now you're talking about the fact that uh, you know, you fought for a ton of UFCs, uh, you're active still, you have your own gym, and that's out of New Jersey, right? Yes. Okay. So you have your own gym now, and then, you know, when you start to get that bug to compete again, opportunities pop up here and there, but, you know, what is it that you're looking for? Because we found that you were going to be competing at the pro jiu-jitsu, or pro Jitsu jitsu uh, competition coming up very recently, and we'll talk about who your opponent is. And I think that'll show your gamesman shipness uh but what is it that you were looking for like what was that that appeal for you?
2: uh just to stay active um you know, I like to compete and i like to go i like to compete against other people it it's just you know
1: it's exciting to me um Practice is cool, but, you know, <laughs> um, but you can't just, you know, uh, just get the uh, shit out of somebody's neck in practice. Exactly. Yeah, you
0: point their head <laughs> yeah, at their ass. The ass. <laughs> That's tough on the students. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Wow. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was just to, just to do something. I wanted to, to compete again and I was having a tough time finding, uh, fights. Um, so it was like, you know, when I started contacting, well, I started looking into jujitsu, uh
1: you know more tournaments, and then you know I got contacted from Pro or so you know it was it was a good opportunity. Which is interesting because your fight bra- background is so unique in that you have fought all of these top tier talents. So it does get to that point where yeah, you probably are too good to take on a number of people because scary. And then on the second side, like, I mean, if you're even an established person, taking on you is is a giant risk because you do have all of that that uh, experience coming through. So let's get to who you are going to be facing at Pro Jitsu. It's um, a young gentleman by the name of Jeff Munson. Am I correct in that? That is correct. Where have I seen Jeff Munson before? It sounds <laughs>
0: familiar. He was in Mad Max Fury Road.
1: I'm mm. pretty sure. Yeah, he
0: was <laughs> driving one of the big cars. I'll have to check on that. Yeah. Uh you've obviously grown... you he's been competing, Jeff the Snowman has he's been competing for ever. Yes. Started back in yeah. forty two. And he's just <laughs> been on a tear. <laughs> Which by the way, you're kinda getting proven no gi has come full circle because now that's like what everybody wants to see in a super fight. And a lot of the submission grappling is almost it's just no gi now. It's a more lively product as as we've seen yeah what are you expecting how do you kind of get roped into fighting uh grappling icon and rap i want to mention one of Mm. the facebook comments next to the card is is this card real where (laughs) where (laughs) and it's just sort of those funny like what is this a joke is this real and everybody's clicking so tell us how this this happens how you're fighting how you're fighting the snowman
2: um, you know, I got, uh, we got contacted by Pro Jitsu to, uh, to just, you know, somebody, they needed somebody to go against Jeff Monson. So I'm pretty, uh, pretty fat right now. So I figured, let's <laughs> do, do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know, what? when I first started, when Jim and I started, um, Jeff Monson was the man. I mean, he was the man. Um, we watched, I watched videos of constantly, our, you know, our old coach. First coach I ever had was obsessed with them, so we would sit there and watch in his little tiny gym that was like <laughs> it's like i don't know three hundred square feet um we would sit there on the mat to watch Jeff Munson videos, and we would try it out on each other <laughs> and uh it, it you know it to me I've always wanted to even in fighting, I always wanted to fight the guys that I admired and uh same with this, you know Jeff is a is Somebody that I, I grew up in the, you know, you know, in my career, um, watching and paying attention to, and you know, he's he's an icon in jujitsu, and and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I mean, have you really considered excited. this, that um, you have, let me see, if I'm looking at your Wikipedia page, which, by the way, could use some revisions, I'm just a writer, <laughs> <really> <laughs> <deal>. but 23, <laughs> who did it, so. 23 total uh, fights, mixed martial arts fights, correct?
2: Uh, I think so. Okay.
1: And so then I think, I think <laughs> if you were to throw in your brothers, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of about 60, that still doesn't... <laughs> scratch the surface of jeff munson's 97 yeah mma
3: fights
1: (laughs) which Which can say two different things i guess if you're you're which 23 uh, is absurd
0: by the way so just to give it everyone's like jesus like that's just a lot of it's a lot of fighting but 97.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you obviously get the chance to go up against your heroes and and the people that you see. Um what about this, I guess is uh you think the the most difficult aspect or the thing that you're looking forward to the most just in terms of his game?
2: Uh, <laughs> he's he's a beast, man. He's a beast. <laughs> he's got uh you know, he's he's really tough and and I I, I don't expect it to be I expect it to be a really tough match. You know, but again, I'm going into this with the. I get to like grapple against Jeff Muntz. That's freaking awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun for me. Um, You're you know, pretty- obviously I'm going to give it my all because I don't like to lose. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know what? It, it's I think it's is going to be fun, man. And
1: what is it's the rule cool set for this? Because I'm not familiar with, with uh, what, under what uh, Submission yeah. submission only.
2: Um, I think it's eight. I think it's eight
1: minutes. I don't really know what oh, I kind of just was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Sounds like, like no one's
0: punching um, me in the face. Sign yeah, no shit. Sounds yeah. great. Let's do. This. I just like. I
1: guess the problem is I don't want you to be like it's seven minutes and thirty seconds, and then they go, "You got thirty seconds left." And You go, "News to me." Yeah. What? Oh crap!
0: <laughs> or worse, eight yeah. minutes hits, and you are like, "How long are we going here?" They're like, "There is no time limit." What? <laughs> what did <you> say? <laughs> so you well, do to, that's probably an mma attitude sort of thing when you go to yeah. grappling though because you just i mean you tell us is it kind of the pressure is definitely different when you're not getting punched
2: yeah i think it's it's a lot it's a lot different
0: you know um and you can hear it in his you tone. Know, he even though so, he's like, "It's just nice." What's that? You can hear it in your tone. There's <laughs> really nice
2: not to get punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it, you know, it's the, it's less pressure. But again, even even MMA, I never looked at any of my fights it was like, "Oh my god, it's a fight." Um, it's uh, you know, it was a sport to me. Um, MMA is a sport to me, and I always treated it like that. I always respected my opponents. Um, tried to show them you know utmost respect and uh you know i never really was like like really nervous i always got used to get excited for him um I, I did the same thing this is like a wrestling match for me i grew up wrestling from like four years old until you know out of high school i used to go to uh some uh you know i did some tournaments and i did some uh you know i used to wrestle at a club and
1: uh this is a wrestling match it's gonna be so much fun and that is great. I mean, you do see that about you and your brother. Uh, you guys are so, like I said, you guys are just tough. And, and to be going up against somebody who you think is tough has so many question marks. And I, I think it only is good for the fans. So that's something that Kevin and I will be watching uh, with bated breath as we we look at that. But I mean, like, as you're doing that, though, like, how do you prepare for a Jeff Munson? Because you said he's tough. And you say you train with tough people, but then, like, you also mentioned he's a beast. So do you just tell everybody, like, hey, can you guys bring just only beasts to the gym? <laughs> no, I just...
2: I've been doing this for a long time. A long time. You know, uh, I think I've been doing that for 11, 12 years, something like that. Um, you know, again, I, I do jiu-jitsu almost every day. Um uh, you know, I'm just training. I'm just training to get better. Same as my MMA fights. It was just I do jiu jitsu. I go into class and I, I still learn. I still take classes, and, and uh, I'm just trying to get better.
1: Okay, and and uh, that's fine I'm to and bring all. Bring my my game. You uh, you may be overlooking this really key important fact. And <laughs> listen, I don't want to scare you or make you nervous or anything like that. Far be it for me to ever do that. But have you considered the fact that Jeff may have acquired new skills? from his recent season of being on Dancing with the Stars in Russia.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that, so oh, yes, now it scares me.
1: That's an actual thing. <laughs> Except I believe in Russia, uh, instead of calling it Dancing with the Stars, I believe it's referred to as Dance Now You Will. <laughs> but I can't, I, I, maybe my Russian's a little little rusty. But uh, <laughs> That recently happened, and I think at one point they were... Referring it to kind of a beauty and the beast kind of a dance setting to which my coach said, if Mundson isn't the beauty, I quit life. <laughs> so if I were you, it may give you telling information on his footwork. So you may want to look at <laughs> yeah. some of the videos right there. This is also a fun opportunity
0: because one thing that you always see when uh, grappling fans – we we casually will watch the MMA circuit as well. We'll drift over into UFCville. <laughs> yeah. You've always been somebody that's both. So there's also some real excitement to see you on the submission grappling circuit because there's a lot of opportunity there now. Which anytime we can add an yeah, MMA killer, yeah. right? So tell us your interest in that as you're as you're moving forward now because we're going to get excited as grappling fans.
2: Um. Again, yeah, it's I like to compete. I like to this is it's another outlet for me to go out and and compete against another person, and uh, it's something that I'm, i I feel that I'm good at, and uh, I think I can do do very well in in the grappling circuit. So, you know, I, after this, you know, definitely take a look at it, and um, you know if I can't <laughs> if I can't get fights or I can't get you know it's definitely a, a, an outlet that I can definitely go to. Um, but, you know, MMA really kind of has my, my heart. You know, that's really where I feel that, you know, that, that excitement. And, and, um, so it's definitely something that I, I'm looking at and I want to, I'd like to pursue in the future, but, um,
1: yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're all for it, so we're, we're happy to throw our weight around whatever we can if you are interested in those sorts of things. We know lots of promoters who are always looking for grappling matches, and I hear over in the East Coast, they're trying to make that thing happen, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can You can have it. That's fine. Us here in the West Coast, we get a little jealous when we see good high-profile grapplers like you. But I, I do have to ask, because you were putting more focus on the gym, and I do like that. I have to ask about this thing. You know, you and your brother have your own gym together, and it looks like on the, the like little logo, it's two Thor hammers. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. I, correct. <laughs> what is the symbolic nature of that?
2: <laughs> we were blessed when we were born, though. No. Um, <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, well, Jim, it was kind of uh you know, Miller is, is, you know, obviously, um, when you go back to our name, you know, Millers Crusher, you know, he Grange, you Crush. Um, and Mueller is, you know, is also a Crusher. Um, so <laughs> Jim just kind of came up with a, um, a, a, a side for it. So it was, you know, just two crossed, uh, hammers, store hammers on a Spartan shield because we're both, you know, from Spartan, New Jersey. And, uh, it was kind of just symbolized, you know, the two of us, our background, you know, and our heritage. So, and we both kind One
1: hammer, right? Just in the comic book narrative, like Thor doesn't just be like, "Oh, my crazy twin brother from out of town is here." <laughs> Maybe the comic book nerd in me is taking over here, and I don't want to. I don't want to tell you how to run your business. But one thing That's I do—that's definitely like, well, what this should be about. If I yeah, can speak for the it's listener. an intervention. I just brought Dan here to be like, "Well, we promoted uh, your next upcoming grappling event, but let's talk about you real quick. Got some things to fix here, buddy. Because I like the idea that you guys were were really starting to like you and your brother. You are fighters but you do have a smart sensibility of you won't be fighting forever and you guys have uh, really been able to curtail your passions for uh, sportsmanship and and, like hunting and and outdoorsness and I think that's really cool. So you put together – was it uh, like a series that happened uh, where you guys were kind of doing like a lifestyle sort of thing uh, for a show called Hands On?
2: Yeah, well so we're in the works um right now with uh kind of an outdoor TV show. Um we're in the you know, in talks with uh a network, um uh, the outdoor network and uh Sportsman Channel um about having a, a, an outdoor you know, kind of lifestyle T V show. Um uh, we made created a pilot. Um and uh you know, we're kinda of just we're very close, but nothing—you know—it's it's nothing set in stone. So um, we're, uh, we're, we're we're anticipating something coming up in the future. But
1: I think the reason why I like this is because, as you know, as intense as you and your brother can be in competition, you've always struck me as having good sense of humor, which I always appreciate as a fan because it—it it tells me you're not just crazy. Like there's there's humanness to. Your ability to be those those killers inside the cage, uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But one thing that I have to ask you, though, is if you are going to go the reality TV route, what assurances can you give me that you won't become the Kardashians of outdoorsmen? <laughs>
2: I can almost 100% guarantee. I can't
3: 100% guarantee? No, (laughs) I can 100% guarantee here. I'm just going to try it offset. I I can't
1: promise you for sure, but like if I start. I'm not going to promise for sure. Listen, it depends on how
2: much. I I can be bought. (laughs) So, (laughs) so. (laughs) Yeah, it all depends on how much is getting thrown my way. Oh um, no. So it, it's, that's not that is definitely not the the style of show that we're going for. You say it's that more now, of like a hunting show. But if you guys yeah,
1: at work and then all of a sudden I hear Dan Miller who talks like this normally going like, You know, hunting's really yeah. hashtag buckshot. Hashtag buckshot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the other reason why I think you guys have had such a good sense of humor is I think I recall, and tell me if I'm wrong, there's a picture of you and your brother where I think you're doing a camel clutch and that was your Christmas card. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What the fuck happened there? How did that happen? Yeah, please do. (laughs) Yeah. Nope, I'm afraid we're out of time.
0: Uh, That's where it ends.
2: Yeah. Oh. I have another brother. We have an older brother, too. Um, so, when we would, we'd always just get into kind of just free fall wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. You know, one time we were playing baseball, and the next thing you know, it was just like, it was just kind of a free fall. It was, I think, five of us. We were just basically hitting the ball around. And uh, somebody said something, it turned into like a free fall. Well, somebody ripped their pants. So, <laughs> so whatever so whenever we got after that, Classic whenever we kinda got into wrestling, kinda gotten down into your underwear, you know. 'Cause you don't remember your pants anymore. So the one time we were we were actually at our holiday party, um, uh, for for the gym last year and uh we were, you know, joking with the guys like, you know, we we're drinking a little bit. Um yeah, you know, we'll go back and, and uh you know, we'll have a wrestling match, you know, see so who's the toughest and uh basically a fight. And uh nobody want to do it. So Jim and I <laughs> went back to the gym <laughs> and we drink it a little bit and we got into wrestling. We started setting up the camera and setting up shots and just texting, basically just texting the guys, telling them that they're not there. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, the, surf- the pictures started to surface on Facebook and stuff like that. So it's like, what better way to, to actually like get them is we put it out as our Christmas card. <laughs> like you can't, you can't outdo us.
1: <laughs> no.
0: There's a lot of questions. Here, well,
1: the good right? news is there was no doubt that alcohol was involved. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know that you need to cross those eyes and dot those teeth. But the second part was, I just saw that out of context, and I'm like, these guys are so ridiculous, and I have no idea what this means. But I'm laughing so hard because I'm like, (laughs) what other people than giant goofballs would do this? And you know what the weird (laughs) part is? The story you're telling me here is no different than the one I was like, that probably was how it happened. <laughs> yeah. It probably was two brothers being like, you want to go? Yeah, you want to go? Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to rip my pants, so it's just <laughs> The ripping of the pants, though, is a
2: big curveball that I did not understand.
3: Yeah. And I still well, don't believe it after you've
2: explained it. <laughs> my, so my brother, my older brother, ripped his jeans, like his good jeans, because we were, we were wrestling around And I don't know if he took a shot. He took a shot at one of us and, you know, he overextended and and he ripped his pants. So I don't want to rip my good jeans. So (laughs) the best way to not do that is to take them off. Yep. That's a classic (laughs) problem solver right there. It's
0: it's just good to get (laughs) that context. That great (laughs) New Jersey uh, problem solver (laughs) right
1: for you, folks. Um, I guess the other reason I asked that is because I recently saw a video of you, and this is where I'm probably most proud if we're continuing uh, the trajectory. We here at uh, Verbal Tap, we're big believers of combining wrestling, like pro wrestling, and jiu-jitsu. And we have a little thing called WWE BJJ. So a lot of our fans submit doing videos of adding jiu-jitsu with pro wrestling moves all the time. It does great numbers for us. Uh, a lot of people enjoy that. I, however, saw a real version of that with you at a New Jersey pro wrestling event. please describe what happened here for those who may not have seen this clip
2: (laughs) so again we um the uh our friend uh uh, he's a you know writer MMA writer Dwayne Finley he was a good friend of ours um he he got an invite to do like to do like kind of a wrestling thing out um Illinois we're now out in Illinois and uh I don't know how it even got started, but he told the promoter. Somehow, Tim and I got mentioned. The promoter told him, listen, if you can get them there, it would be fantastic. So, of course, I'm going to go do that. It would be awesome. be a pro wrestling match? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Jim and I drove out there. It was like freaking 15 hours. We drove 15 hours to go out and uh, do a pro wrestling match
1: <laughs> and drive back home. But uh, it was a lot of fun, man. It was really cool. So what it, if, it was really short. What was so. the big move that you guys ended up doing? Because I saw it and I thought it was impressive. But I think other people, <laughs> they might be equally as impressive if they see this clip because was it you that was doing the holding or you that was doing the jumping? Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I we came in. I hit the guy. Um, knocked him down, I guess. I don't remember. Pulled him up. And then uh, Jim jumped off the top ropes. And it uh, <laughs> was a double axe handle
1: jib's <laughs> jump off that so, yeah, top I was rope little... was legit i've seen many uh, aspiring pro wrestler try and hit that kind of hops with that kind of precision <laughs> i was like damn these brothers and kev this is where i think you need to come in we've talked about professional wrestling but we've also talked about tag team jiu-jitsu or grappling and kevin and i have a proposition for you <laughs> And maybe this but, has already happened because we don't know if there's a secret brotherhood uh, of brothers. I'm almost sure it has. <laughs> but, Kevin, is there a certain other set of brothers who you think would be a good match for them? I don't know. Maybe in the, the same area? Yeah. The Lozons? How possible is that?
0: <laughs> Can we do a Miller v. Miller Lozon for like toughest brother? Just, uh... yeah, we're obviously going to have medics on, on site. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. A lot of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: we could do it, but if you have the open weight class, the emperor's pretty small.
0: Oh yeah, 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 no, no,
1: no. I mean, they're <laughs> gonna like Ray Mysterio, <laughs> this shit. They're just gonna fly all around the <laughs> ring. That's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. Not our fault. You guys are bigger. <laughs> off the, <off> the ropes, <laughs> right?
0: Like, yeah, presumably. You can also
1: pitch this, Kevin, because uh, I believe you and your brother brew. So, yes, if that's do. the case. Maybe if we can't come to a weight class agreement, we can come to an inebriated agreement oh, where, okay. like, you guys need to be at least, like, a six-pack in before remotely the match starts so that they've got even keel. <laughs>
2: That'll be almost a guarantee.
1: And both <laughs> sets of brothers are like,
0: "Yeah, that's part of our normal routine." You've said nothing we don't already do. <laughs>
1: I'd be like, how do you think that guillotine happened without yeah, alcohol? Pretty guillotine? wasted.
0: <laughs> I'm not just going to tear a man's head off sober. <laughs> that would be a...
1: well, Kev. Here's the thing: should we be? You know, I hear you guys are brewers, and I I, I hear it, but I've never seen it. So if you find your way out to California or Denver, well, I just no. think that we gotta we gotta check the goods. We gotta see if it's actually worth uh, talking about.
2: Definitely, we'll we'll get you some.
1: All right, I gotta.
2: Uh, I get your uh, your address, and we can ship some.
1: All right. Oh, wow. All right. We we will not turn it down, sir. We would like to help promote wherever we can. If Ken? that
0: brew somehow ends up submitting me, I'm gonna be very <laughs> upset. <laughs> no no no, I'm be better at that Did you miss this whole interview? Oh, oh okay. I've just I you know, I just don't necessarily believe him now that I've talked to him for forty two minutes. I think it might try and tear my head off, so <laughs> well, Dan, I you're you open it. Yeah, it just cracks you. Two arms come out. <laughs> Protect your neck. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be watching Pro Jitsu. You're fighting July 23rd. Really stoked for this. Jeff Munson, yeah. um, everybody in the Facebook comments that are already excited, uh, know that you can get the stream and you should it's going to be worth it and frankly uh when you get the chance to see somebody that's an mma fighter that's going to dabble in some grappling got to do it it's interesting the stylistic and the just the difference in the ability movement wise because you're just so used to it so check it out if you're in new jersey obviously you're going to go train with the miller brothers and their thor hammers Rap, you hear that? (laughs) Hammers. see, we could, we Mm can be okay. Dan, thanks so much for swinging by the podcast this evening.
2: No, thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: Verbal tap, appreciate. Verbal tap fans, Dan Miller. ref, I could honestly... I How long do you think we could ask Dan Miller very interesting questions about his fight history and fight future?
1: Oh, he'd stay forever. I'm sure we would tire him out and probably make him super bored of us, but we could talk forever with him.
0: He made a joke off-air about, you know, I'm, you know, I don't have much to do tonight. It's like, don't joke because we will ask you questions. <laughs> we will talk submission. We will talk guillotine technique for days if you're not careful like his fight history great interview tons of fun mm. uh it's it's always good when you have like a real blast talking to the person that you're just like <laughs> wait okay, okay all right can i ask about this big my, t- my <laughs> turn my turn i want to ask about this big <laughs> so it's like you fought damian maya and the people that haven't finished him it's an impressive it's just like you, you think about that in terms of uh, escapability, which you and I respect. As Well,
1: it's Jetson hard because you. you know that he looks at those losses and it, it probably bugs him. But at the same point, people like you and I look at some of those losses where it's not any way embarrassing. It's not anything bad. It's like, oh, shit, you were with the top people in that division and hyper competitive with them to the point where if you stuck around or you were still there right now. What would be going on? And more importantly, how fucking tough are you? Like, what do those rounds oh, in your gym shit. look like, dude? <laughs> and then if you see that fucking like, he doesn't even know how strong he is. When he's telling us that he's guillotining people, he's just like, I don't know. This is like a guillotine. It's like, no, that's a guillotine plus, dude. That, that is a guillotine dynamite.
0: It looks like he rips his head up, bends it down and points it towards
1: the direction of no more. Like, I even looking at that said, I can't drill that with anybody. I don't think in good conscience I could ever do that. Like, even you. Like, you're my threshold of, yeah, I know I wouldn't do this to most people, but I might do this to Kevin. And even then I said, no, I don't
0: even think I would do that to Kevin. I think that's kind of a dick move. You're not interested in seeing me
1: weep in the corner screaming,
0: never again.
1: I am, but I also don't have enough responsibility in my life to look at you and have an actual practical answer. If we heard a snap in the neck and I just look at you and go, uh-oh, grown-up. You're still still insured. Is there a grown-up here?
0: Does anyone know a grown-up that we need a driver? (laughs) Uh, I think we'll be okay, because you're a very tender partner, mm-hmm. and I mean that, I'm sure for everyone, but specifically jiu training-wise. There we go. That's very good. cognizant of uh, the person you're moving with. <laughs> I try to go. be.
1: I also, th- and you don't even know the half of it, because I'm still a little bit more, like, there is a little more leeway with Kevin of, uh, his knee sucks. Ugh, his face is dumb. That's all he has. He needs to keep that. But I'll tell you this: mm. I towards the end of the
0: lake summer season, I went and we were using this like uh, weird board where you can attach the rope and ski, and you can kneeboard and you can stand on it. And yeah, it hurt like a mfo because my meniscus was torn. This year, it was a blast we went back to my parents to get on the lake cause I was like, hey, first time I could do this without a torn meniscus. Feeling much better. Every day on the knee. The knee's getting better. But we trained the day
1: before your wedding, and everybody's fine. Yeah, we did. No we did. We made sure of got it. Injured. Nope. And that was, that was a challenge because uh, I always feel like there's always Jiu-jitsu. an extra stipulation that gets added before we roll. Like, there's always some injury, life event, extra weird rule that some instructor may or may not put to things. <laughs> so I feel like we just never have a real training session. I feel like we always have like someone adds in a regular stipulation that just goes and does it like normal and saying, uh, hey, Raf, no right hand. Kevin, no right leg. Go. What? <laughs> right. That was uh, after
0: a long day of shooting. All right, let's roll. I had no submissions. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> <laughs> so- both of us like immediately look back at him, just like, "Why'd you yell
1: that right before we started?" And the worst part is, I think we both we had talked about it afterwards. We both said, "You know, if he goes for a submission, I'm not going to complain. It's fine. I'm not going to tell Marcelo on him, though. You know, yeah. he's watching." Oh, he'll come over and he could murder us. But I, I wanted to be like, Marcelo, when does Kevin yeah. ever come here? But maybe he's, he knew. Maybe he knows Maybe he knew better. we don't know. Yeah, you know? he was like, they need a break. Maybe he's just <laughs> like, you know, all let's keep this storyline going for as long as possible, everybody. So <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us.
0: That means it's time for shout outs. Raph, I have only one. Okay. Jennifer Bloom and her husband celebrated an anniversary. Uh. And I should have announced it on the last podcast. Didn't. Announcing it now like, uh, you know, someone that cares because they remember that they left it off the sheet and shouted it out. But it's really sweet. It's always good to see when uh, people are rocking the anniversaries. Congrats to the
1: Blooms. That's going to do it for me, Raph. All right. Uh, You know, this is something we didn't get to do last week, and we should probably take the time to do it. Um, We didn't actually get to say a few words about Muhammad Ali. We had a a big, packed show. So I just thought I would spend a couple moments just saying it is interesting that a lot of what we do – it always has kind of a, a back cursor or a history that we we sometimes underappreciate. So when we like all of these fighters who are talking shit and doing their things, it is very difficult to overlook the influence of one Muhammad Ali. So, I, you know, boxing isn't something we largely cover on this show, but it is very hard to deny his place as not only one of the best boxers of all time, but one of the best athletes. So we would definitely like to say thank you to him. I, I don't even think RIP does enough. I just feel like he's one of those people you just say thank you as you post something. And a lot of our fans felt the same way. So, uh, and, and this is the weird part I see about people when other people pass, which is when the older generation looks around at the young children and says, what do you possibly know about Muhammad Ali? As if to... Maybe insinuate that it's wrong to feel a certain way. If anything, I think that's great because it allows that kid to then maybe go and research and maybe watch more of those fights. Because, dude, let's be really, really clear. Those fights are the building blocks of what it is that we love to see today. It is how you see Conor McGregor talking shit. It is how you see certain kinds of footwork. It is the implementation of mixed martial arts and pro wrestling and and boxing all converging under one window. So to say that uh, the children, what the fuck do they know? Well, maybe they should learn. Maybe they should be encouraged to go learn. So if you don't know enough about uh, Muhammad Ali, we encourage you to find whatever clips you can on the YouTubes, because uh, it's a great day of reflection when you get to truly appreciate somebody who who lived a good life. And on a personal level, I think it was very interesting. Uh, My grandma had suffered from Parkinson's, but in our family, we're a big, big... Um, boxing family. So Muhammad Ali had always kind of served as this nice person that lived well and seemed to really have some kind of integrity for the sport that our family would always rally behind. So it was always interesting that, yeah, they start off as these great athletes, but then sometimes people evolve to other things or symbols for families. So for us, it was always nice to see him as not just an encouragement of hope for, for our grandma, but As kind of a role model of, yeah, you may have limitations, but then you see somebody like him do and hold the Olympic torch, and those are just great moments to see. So one of the few many uh, memories we could go on and on forever, but we did want to go ahead and pay respects to that and acknowledge it because, let's face it, we would not be talking about as much mixed martial arts without that sort of influence. So thank you to Muhammad Ali. Respects to his family. I just want to go ahead and shout out the gyms, of course. Let's go ahead and start with Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. Valley Martial Arts Center. Fun part about them this week. So we're sitting there. We're training. And uh, I see Alex Perez make his way into our gym. And I look at him and I say, what are you doing here? And Alex Perez proceeds to boo me. Like boo as I walk through the gym. What's his BS about? I don't know, man. He just, you know what it is? It's when you watch somebody who has charisma and it walk into a room, you just get jealous. Yeah.
0: He's always been searching for it.
1: Yep. So I'm sorry. I just felt bad for him, you know? So I walked over. We had a roll. It was fine. It was just, you know, I just felt a little embarrassed for him, you know? So anyway, we want to say uh, shout out to him, I guess. But I got to see him and Octavio put in some work. And I have to say, I'm quite pleased with the progress that my good friend Octavio Villanueva is making. He also put out some great photos this week. If you guys get the chance, go check it out at OV Films. There are some great photos from both Glory that he covered with me a couple weeks ago as well as the Breakdown Invitational. And again, we are taking notes and names for those who want to compete in the next Breakdown Invitational. If you guys know somebody who is interested, email John at John at bjjbreakdown.com with your name, rank, affiliation, uh, weight, and let us know a short bio of about 150 words or less and a link to your best match about yourself. And uh, we're going to start looking for the next people. And you know what, ladies, I know you're looking for opportunities too. There may be an opportunity to have a females division if we can get some interest. So we are definitely considering that. Uh, But we want to see you guys go ahead and send us an email so that way we can start taking more names and hopefully put on more grappling matches that you guys love to see. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and shout out Breakdown Academy as well. Breakdown. Good training over there. John's been a real big proponent of this uh, new style of kind of like, since we have a ring and it has that wrestling uh, ring-like circle to it. Uh, John, for funsies now, is having us play sumo with it. And uh, it's about i don't know that you've seen john laugh more than watching people just get pushed out of rings but there is a giddy gee uh, that he has about the whole thing so uh that is happening maybe one of these days we'll show you guys some footage from that but you know what kev i think for this week that will do it for
0: me that's gonna do it for us tonight here at verbal tap i'm kevin thanks for listening good night and good fight uh, and more than just the Will Smith version, everybody deep. Google. Yeah, please. Jesus.